And Elohim spoke all these words, saying, I am Yahweh Elohim, who brought you out of the land of Mizraim, and out of the house of slavery. In the heaven of the mighty ones against my face, now make for yourself a carved image on the likeness of that, which in the heavens above, which in the earth beneath, which in the waters under the earth. Do not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I, Yahweh Elohim, am a jealous El, visiting the crookedness of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. But shall I love and commitment to those and those who love me and guard my commands. Do not bring the name of Yahweh Elohim to naught, for Yahweh does not the one to punish who brings his name to naught. Remember the Sabbath day to set apart. Six days of labor and shall do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of Yahweh Elohim. Do not do any word. You, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor a stranger who is within your gates. For in six days he made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rest the seventh day. Therefore you are blessed Sabbath day and set apart. Respect your father and mother, so your days are prolonged upon the soil which Yahweh has given you. Not murder, not commit adultery, not steal, not bear false moons against your neighbors, not cover neighbor's house. Not covenant of his wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, and his aunt, nor his donkey, whichever belongs to neighbors. All right, glory to the king. <clears throat> Today ought to be a very interesting message, huh? All right, Heavenly Father, we do thank you for all things. We bless your magnificent name. Thank you for bringing us to another Sabbath. And thank you for writing our names down in the Lamb's Book of Life. We come to you in the magnificent name of Jesus because there is no name greater than the name of Yahshua. Father, we need you this day and our time and hour to open up the spirit of our understanding and our minds to help us all become on one sheet of music, Father, to have one story written in this daytime and hour. Speak to us your words of truth. Pray these sins sink deep down our hearts. Magnificent name of Yahshua, Mashiach. Hallelujah. Shalom, shalom. You may be seated. All right. Okay. So, what does it sound like out there? Sound pretty good? Okay, good. Brother Will said it sounds pretty good. How the baby doing? Hmm? Baby don't look like you, does it? Not yet. Good. Good. We on good ground. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I just got some news this morning that as if they didn't kill enough people with the COVID jab, now they're uh, making sure that everybody gets vaccinated some way, somehow by inserting the mRNA into food. I'm sure some of y'all probably heard that, right? Yeah, so if they can't get you with the jab, they're trying to kill you through the food. And we all know that the mRNA was a literal disaster. Hmm? Now, I've told us over the years that food is always going to be the source or the means by which Satan is going to get the masses of the people. Some people say, well, I just eat vegetables. Well, they're doing it there too. They're putting it in the vegetables as well. And so 
it looks like those of us who have the ears to hear, <clears throat> and, that, and I'm, not, I'm making a statement not assuming that everybody has the ears to hear. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and I'm going to try to put all of us online of the way that we as straightway should be functioning as a ministry. So that when you go, when you leave this hub right here, you should see, don't the book say we should all speak the same thing? Now you may see a little bit of differences based on geographical location, but there should be similarities. You understand what I mean? You know, such as when you're born into a family, certain traits that, that we have. You understand what I mean? And so um, we've got to do this uh, so that y'all understand because if I don't hit this stuff right here, it's going to get to the point we're going to be out of hand and the new communities and the, the new upstart communities that are coming in, they need to know the right way to do it without getting confused. Is that right? Um, so I can tell you one thing, the Most High Yah is definitely leading us because you know how much I harp about growing food, raising food, hunting your own food. You understand what I mean? Um, and I'm hoping and praying that the Most High Yah will give us enough land within the next 10 years that literally we'll have our own farmlands to be able to raise our own cattle, our own poultry. Because I told you, one of my main, main or dreams is, is that we, at each different place, especially when we have such large land masses that can actually grow this stuff. You know, we make one community uh, be the produce community in different areas. And then we make another community be the of the meat community for raising cattle. Then we have another community, be the poultry community, for raising chicken. Then we have a, a couple of communities where we, we can keep these ponds stocked and keep having fish. And then we have these old men who ain't got nothing else to do but self get old. Let them drive around. and disseminate this food throughout the communities. Now, the book says, without a vision, the people perish. Now, when I first started this straightway community, all right, now, mind you, I've had a lot of helpers along the way. Are you following me? But usually, whenever you're talking about uh, a particular company, do they talk about all the workers in the company or do they talk about the CEO? Now, the workers, they all want to be talked about when everything is going good. But when everything's going bad, nobody wants to get up in front of a microphone, face the media, face the public, face the scrutiny and the finger pointing and, and the accusations and the slander, and nobody wants to be up front then. Am I telling the truth? <laughs> but when everything is going good, we all want to be sit there and take the cheese pictures. All right, so whenever I'm speaking about me and making a boast in the Most High Yah, I'm actually making a boast in being obedient to the Most High Yah and being able to serve Him um, 
and bring what's on the pages of the book off the pages of the book and into our lives to where people can see. And what that is called in one simple word is called faith. That's just simply what it's called. It's just called faith. Now, somebody has to manage, somebody has to lead, somebody has to guide. Is that right? Somebody also has to be able to um, take the fall if things don't go right. You understand what I mean? Because y'all hate the false balance. But I know y'all's leading us because he put us on the path of doing this years ago by having us, you know, you have to understand, really, we're, we're so blessed on this community. We literally eat about 80%, maybe 70%, of, 70, 80% of the stuff we grow, but I sure would like to get it to 100. You know what I mean? And that's one reason why me as an old man, I can outdo all y'all old men in 50s and 60s and 70s and, and the majority of you in your 40s and give y'all a run for your money in the 30s. Uh-oh. I'm going to make some people mad today, boy. Well, I'm doing it because somebody got to lead by example. You know, when the book says, follow me as I follow Messiah, then what you're doing is you're, you're looking at the example, the same example that Messiah would accept, expect for you to be. Because you know, Yahshua was a carpenter, right? Was he not a carpenter? That means he knew how to build. No wonder when he talks in all these agricultural terms. Is it too loud out there? All right. No wonder he talks in these agricultural terms and stuff. He's, he's speaking concretely to the people. All right. So we're going to show you exactly what the book says about faith. But before we can get to faith, you need to understand your thoughts. Because everything that you see on this land came by thought. Uh-oh. Everything that you see taking place in this ministry came by a thought. Uh-oh. And we all know how critical our thoughts are, don't we? You are the sum of your thoughts. Yeah, you are. Don't you complain one bit if you're not the person you want to be. Now, to me, that sounds like an oxymoron. Because if you're complaining about the person, well, you complain because you're not the person that you want to be. Are you following me? It seems like those statements are conflicting. Because if you really want to be something... You got to do something. So, today we're going to show you how it don't take money to build communities. It takes faith. Does money help? Sure it does. What good is it to have a bunch of money and don't have faith? See what I mean? You see, old school straightway. 
Now, mind you, I'm not anti-doctor, but it would have to be literally a damn life or death situation before we went to the doctor. Did y'all hear what I said? All these babies that are being born, we didn't go have, we never had gender reveal parties. We never even know what the baby was going to be until the day it came out. The only reason why that we would recommend someone will go to the physician is if there's some, cons- I mean, some, some dire situations that we don't have answers for. We just don't go run and get checked up, checked in, checked out. We don't go find out what the, uh, is it going to be a male or female? It's going to be a child. Instead of being concerned about if it's going to be a male or female, which you should be uh, asking the fathers for a healthy Israelite child. So over the years, as new people come in, they start bringing in all this new stuff that I ain't never heard of. What the hell is a damn gender reveal party? You make a party for every damn thing. Do you have a party when you cut your toenails? It's just ridiculous. And what it is is bringing a carnality that was over in the world over here. And believe it or not, a lot of these things are distraction that makes you lose focus. And then over a period of time, whereas one time you was flying high up here trusting Yah and had faith for everything, now you end up finding out that you can't even trust Yah no more because everything you do, you run to the physician. And if you keep on going, the miracles and the signs and the wonders will diminish. The deliverance will diminish. And the next thing you know, as we get lulled to sleep, we're, we're no different than going to church on Sunday morning with Christians. We'll become religious relics. Am I making sense? And believe you me, if I, I could sit up here for the next eight hours and, and never repeat a story and tell you the miracles that y'all used to do just in the first 10 years. Some of you, it will shake you in your seat. It will definitely challenge your spirit. But one thing you do, do find out, you find out you're not as spiritual as you think you are. Because what does it mean to trust y'all? If you can trust him in life, do you have to trust him with death? So if there are sisters that come to the ministry and they've had somewhat of a history and you know that when they conceive that there's a possibility that they're going to have some complications. Thank you very much. I appreciate the help too. Complications or something like that, that's something that's already been developed. So what we do is we try to make sure we pray for that, see what y'all's going to do. And then if she's still having complications in those areas, wisdom, we, we're wise enough to say, okay, let's go get checked out. But you, some of you, you get a pain in your left side. Oh, got to go to the doctor. Oh, got to go to the doctor. Oh, 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 oh. Baby, I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. called a growing pain. Huh? Oh, baby, baby, I, I, I think something's going on. It's called gas. 
Is this making sense? Because if you pay attention, if you watch though, you'll, you'll start to see the power of y'all start to diminish over a period of time because we haven't got comfortable and we're, and, and we're slowly but surely not dependent on him the way we used to. Uh-oh. Oh, hallelujah. We, we just, I just about lost his Kaya. It was, it was extremely close, really close, doing some things that shouldn't have been done. Um, and then we went in and found out of some other stuff. Are you falling out? You follow me? And then they come up with these new medical, come here for a second, son. I don't even know how to pronounce this stuff because if I try to pronounce it, we'll say, y'all will say, okay, man, y'all, we understand what you're saying. We, we got it. We, we get it. We know that you're just getting old and senile and every damn thing else. Now, let me get this other mic up here, baby. <laughs> I get her to explain so that way I don't mess it up. Y'all can't tell as I get old over the years, my voice is getting raspy. That's from all that hollering and screaming, rebuking and reproving, and that's what it is. Hallelujah. Can you say something? Hallelujah. Okay. So what is that, that thing is called a sir what? Uh, sir clause. And what is that? It's, they stitch up your cervix so that it doesn't basically bust open and the baby falls out. You hear that? In other words, you can probably end up uh, having a baby prematurely. Are you following me? So she had to have her cervix stitched up because how many millimeters was it? You remember? About 19. And, it should be and then 20. It, went, it went down to 14. And it's supposed I mean? to be about 30 something. And as he was getting bigger, it was getting smaller in millimeters. So it's supposed to be 30 something. She's down to 14. That means she could have had a, a great chance of miscarriage if we didn't catch that. You understand what I mean? And we, they wanted us to get it as soon as we went in, but we waited and waited and waited till it got all the way down to about 14. But they wanted to put it in at 19. In other words, I'm going to wait to see, see what y'all does with this. Does he want me to do this? Does he not want me to do this? You understand what I mean? Because, you know, nobody likes to lose a child. You know what I mean? That thing hits hard. All right, thank you, babe. Y'all get that? So, in other words, hey, hey, come here for a second. One more time. Did, did we um, ever find out what his cow was before he came down? No, sir, not until he was born. Did we um, have a gender reveal party? Not at all. Couldn't. Didn't know what it was. Y'all see what I mean? Yes, sir. You didn't learn this stuff over here in Israel. So I'm, I'm saying this. How about all the stuff you used to do in the world? How about you forget about it? How about y'all forget about all that stuff? and then start learning the, the new way, which is the old way. You follow me? And so lately I've been talking about there's too much, too much preaching, too much teaching, too many distractions that are going on in the ministry that are diverting the, the minds and conscience of y'all's people in too many directions. Are you following me? 
And then again, you find yourself listening to everything and you're not getting any better naturally or spiritually. Or you'll go listen to something, you'll end up confused. Does that make any sense? And so when you go out there and get confused and I have to go make videos and explain it and break it down to a lowest common denominator, and then I'm asking, why are you out there eating off other tables? I mean, like, for instance, you know, if I ever uh, recommend somebody for y'all to listen to in the ministry, I'm mostly telling that's for the men to do. You women shouldn't be going out there to listen to nobody else. Now, boy. I mean, don't the book say if you're going to learn anything, ask your husband where? At home. At home. See what I mean? That's where you're going to get the best information right there. Definitely don't be going out there and listening to no women preachers. Mercy me. So we're going to have to hit the reset button on a lot of things, all right? Now, the book says, I can do all things. How many things? I can do all things through Messiah that does what? That strengthens me. So he's the one that provides the strength. All right, so guess what? If you're going to do anything or all things, it has to be done through who? That does what? So you're doing it through his knowledge and his strength. Is that right? You know it's got to be, yeah, I mean, the Messiah's strength. He's the one that's doing the strengthening. Are you following me? So when he tells you that he will bless the work of your hands, he's giving you the strength to be able to bless the work of your hands. See, we think that, okay, we're living, we're breathing, we got knowledge, we have understanding, that we are actually producing all of this on our own. No, it ain't. It's either of the flesh or it's of the spirit. Are you following me? And of course, if you all have, you don't have the revelation, everything that we should be doing in this life should all pertain to y'all's kingdom. Y'all know that? Y'all know that? Well, if you don't, you should know it. Hey, Brother Christian, I had some people, they was telling me, they said, boy, Brother Christian, boy, he sure made that. He made, man, he made that stuff. I was, I was like, why are y'all surprised? They don't surprise me. <laughs> um, I remember being in the, in the service and stuff, especially I, my last thing I've been talking about a lot is aerosol school. And it was, to me, it's kind of tough, right? So in aerosol school, um, you would have these people that they look like. And then you had these other people that it don't look like they can. And these people that don't look like nothing be smoking them. And you know what the problem is? A lot of times we look at a book. And then we judge it by its cover. You got to have a strong mind. Didn't y'all learn that? Didn't y'all learn that? Did y'all brothers learn that they went through it? It's, a, it's all mine, isn't it? That mind talked, don't it? Don't it talk to you? Hmm? How many of y'all, 
that went, how many of y'all went through the, uh, the Camp Ghost in class 001? Raise your hand. How many times did you want to quit? Raise your hand. See that? See that? Keep your hand up if you wanted to quit. Raise your hand. I used to have an old saying, whenever my mind would tell me to, or tempt me to quit something, I'll quit tomorrow. Then tomorrow will come. If my mind started, I'll quit tomorrow. It's amazing when you start talking back to that mind, all of a sudden it, it's got to make up something new. To try to convince you. You understand what I mean? So class 002, y'all really going to have a good time. Because y'all going to have... Frogman is the primary instructor. You're going to have Brother Gideon up there, Ranger, and you're going to have Pastor Dial up there. It's going to be a good class. Mm -mm -mm. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, my sole purpose is to get you to quit. I can make you quit. Mm -hmm. Do I want you to quit? No but I'm, it's not going to be handed to you. And it's not going to be no harder than what the class 001 went through. It's just that we're going to be talking this mind. This thing right here. That's what determines the strength of a man. Is this. Mind over matter. If you no longer mind, then it don't matter. <laughs> Are y'all listening? Did y'all see our little sisters out here after they looked at the brothers and straightway Ashley and them out there running? Come on, sisters. We cook food. We wash pans. We don't. Good sense of humor, though, isn't it? Out there running and stuff. Oh, boy. Probably about to pass out knowing them. It's funny, though. <laughs> Hallelujah. So one of the main purposes in life is to not let your soul, remember we control your spirit. Let the spirit man from the most high God do the communicating to you. When it's trying to work reversed, then it's trying to corrupt the thing that Yah has given you, which is the born again spirit. And it can't be corrupted. Are you following me? But you can present it as if it is corrupted by going through the wrong avenue. You can start from the body. Are you following me? And then work through the soul to try to convince the spirit when the spirit is only speaking from Yah. Is that making sense? So you have to be tuned in and allow your mind to be able to hear what the spirit is saying. Hallelujah. Now, Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, meaning in his mind, so are you. So you can just celebrate yourself today because you are the person you want to be today. Now, if you can't celebrate the type of person you are, it ain't nobody's fault but you. Uh-oh. It's nobody's fault but you. Mm-hmm. There's no need in looking out and saying, boy, I wish I could be like that. It's just a wish. 
Are you following me? Instead of wishing, start taking steps. Start making steps. Little by little to progress to be able to get to obtain to be the person that you want to be. There's nothing wrong with having mentors. There's nothing wrong with having somebody in front of you to admire. Because what that'll do is give you an obtainable goal that you can see. You can go, okay, now if he can obtain it, if she can obtain it, I know that I can obtain it. How do you know that you can obtain it? Because I can do all things through Messiah that strengthens me. Does that make sense? I can do all things through Messiah that strengthens me. All right. So as he thinketh in his heart, which is the mind, that is what you are. So is he. You eat and you drink, saith he with you. You know, that's a place uh, where you sit down and have a communion and fellowship. But this person is, is set there in deception, though. He does eat and drink with you, but his heart's not with you, meaning his mind is not with you. Now, we should be joined together in the same mind, in the same spirit, same body. Should, would, shouldn't we? We should we? We should all be speaking the same things because we're all following that book. The way that book says, it's kind of hard not to speak the same things. Isn't that right? So the one thing that I've learned in life is this. Our thoughts literally create reality. So you see, when we first got here to this land, it was just a big old piece of land. And I said, you know what? Hmm, we need a shower house. We need a dining hall. We need a, fellow, we need, we need a place of, to assemble to be able to have worship. So all that didn't come in one day. We had church outside next to the creek. We've had um, the trailer that we used to have out here. That was the shower house, dining hall, fellowship hall, and the tabernacle. All in one place. Did y'all hear that? Prior to getting out here on this land, we was already we had already come together in, in, in one mind prior to buying this land. And the way we did it was is we we purchased well no, we, we we was in a house of old Pastor Rice and we turned the living room into rooms. And we divided the living rooms up. And we put, for instance, my family, we stayed in a room probably no more, maybe a 10 by 12. All four of us. That's where the whole family was. Each family got a room, and the single brother and single sister had their own room, except that room was divisions divided. We, put, we made some walls out of two by fours, and we just nailed them to the floor and put a bed in there. And this brother had a room, that brother had a room. And we'll put the sister at the other end, you know what I mean? Then they would have a room. But the families, everybody, but everybody had a room. See what I mean? Perfect opportunity for murmuring and complaining. Just an environment conducive to murmur and to complain. Because you're going to find something to murmur and complain about. Oh, yeah. I always was rebuking. You see, there was one bathroom. 
and you got four or five people lined out of the bathroom. Why? Because you got a sister that's got to take either a 30-minute dump and a 50-minute shower. I went and banged on that door until you ever bang on the door and you could see the door going in. I said, sister, if you don't get your ass out of that damn bathroom right now, you ain't going to like the way it's going to look. You see what happened? See, that's what you used to do when you was living with your mom and your pop or you living on your own. But when you live with the saints, you have to make sacrifices. And you have to consider others. Go get it. Do what you got to do. But be out of that bathroom in three minutes. Now, wait a minute. No, you wait a minute. And if you want to finish, let everybody else finish, you can go back. Like when the brothers are all at work or on the land working. You, you got all that time to do all that. Why would you want to take it during the time when the brothers are preparing to go to work? See what I'm talking about? Can you imagine the type of rebuking and reproving we have to do? See, I'll show you what had to happen. The same way when you're a civilian, you're going into the military, the military figures it's going to take us about eight weeks of boot camp to be able to make you a soldier. Total 1% indoctrination. And we figure in order to be able to indoctrinate you, we've got to get to your mind. And in order to get to your mind, we have to go through the body. And so we scream, we shout. Back then, my day, it was grabbing your collar and damn near spitting in your face. They were throwing you down. But today, they got yeah, st stress cards. I said, it's a good thing I wasn't no sergeant then. I probably would have been court-martialed and kicked out there because if a soldier would have sold me a damn stress card, I would have shoved it right up. In, I literally would have pulled it pants and shoved it right up in his ass. Didn't give me no damn stress card. <laughs> but see, the, everything is changing. It's getting soft. It's, it's becoming infeminate. Now, all those brothers that, that went up at the Camp Ghost and stuff, they could go. That's why I had to rephrase my, my, my statements that I made on Blog Talk Radio. The ones that could go, you have to understand, these brothers are volunteering this for themselves. Are you following me? So what you're really truly doing is you're looking at the men that's going to be the literal men of the next generation. That's going to actually be leaders in Israel. And it's just a fact. Because you don't want nobody that every time you turn around, you, you, you give somebody uh, a mission to go do this, and then they got a complaint. Or they got a thousand different ways to get it done. You don't need all that. You understand what I mean? Hallelujah. But everything that you see, including this tabernacle, which is one of the latest things you see, this all came because of a thought. Thoughts can become reality. Now we're starting to understand what the, what the book says at the end of the quote when it says, you call the things that are not as though they were. You see, Jesus said, if you can believe, then all things are possible to them that believe. But see, what stops you from believing is when you start wavering, when you start doubting, when you start 
giving place to these suggestions that are submitted to your mind that will compromise what you set out for. See, if you have a belief, then you have to constantly continue to keep reminding yourself of that belief. You have to stay focused on that belief until it comes to pass. See, I know that coming out of Christianity, you think that you can say something, then there's a money tree that goes outside, it grows up out of the ground, and, and, and then, or either I'm going to hit the lottery, and then I can get the whole world to build everything for us and all that. Even if I did hit the lottery and stuff, we would still be out there doing the building. Because that will give some of you an excuse just to be that much more sorry. And if I wanted to have a building and have the world to build it, I would move the people in it who I already know that has accomplished some type of sense of responsibility, some type of sense, they have some type of sense of urgency, they have, they have some discipline into them, they're not spoiled. Are you following me? They would have did it even if it wasn't provided. You can't say that about all of us, though. You understand what I mean? So you have to know them that labor among you. All right, so, yet if I do not come, if I do not become a doer of the word, your thoughts, yet if you do not become a doer of words, your thought will not manifest. They will never manifest. Lessons of life learned. Don't tell anyone what you're planning to do. You're going to start out on something, you're going to tell somebody what you're planning to do, and then they got, they got 30 different doubts, the reason why you can't do it. Mm -hmm. My first lesson in that was, well, after I come into the faith, which y'all heard, some of these things are going to be redundant, okay? When I was at the House of Prayer down in Leesville, Louisiana, you know, I was a, a, an avid student, like I still am, of the Scriptures. And so I'm over here reading what the Acts of the Apostles says. And I understood what the Acts of the Apostles meant. These are the actions that, that the Apostles was commissioned by Jesus to take after his death, burial, and resurrection. You know, they had to have these conversations. And so, yeah, you may not see it written, but you can tell that they had those conversations because look what they implemented and look what they did. Is that right? And so while reading the Acts, I got kind of troubled and puzzled, if you know what I mean. And I'm like, there's a whole bunch of preachers and teachers that read this. I don't see it, though. So I went to the bishop, Bishop Mulberry. You know, don't nobody ever talk about Bishop Mulberry. They'll talk about R.G. Stair, and I had a longer relationship with Bishop Mulberry than I did with Stair. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> so anyway, so Bishop, I went to Bishop Mulberry and I said, Bishop, I'm reading right here in, 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 the, in the book of Acts, and it says this, and it says this over here. And my question is, why aren't we doing this? Oh, it ain't going to work. Why ain't it going to work? You ever heard me say this before? It ain't going to work. Why ain't it going to work? I said, maybe because ain't nobody doing it. 
oh, you just want somebody to take care of you. I go, I'm one of the biggest tie pairs in this church right here. And all for him, I ain't never asked nobody for nothing here. You understand what I mean? I'm like, wait a minute. Hmm. Anyway, I'm out of the military. And I'm implementing this. You know, they thought I was going to get out of the military and stay down there in Leesville and be around them. I was just going to see what the father's going to do. But anyway, I get out of the military. And every time, it was just nothing but me, Carol, Chuck, and Lydia. And every Sabbath, I turned my recliner around and I preached to them. But before I preached to them, they see Chuck would read the scripture. Carol and Lydia would sing songs. We all would sing songs. I turned that chair around and I preached to them. And then mom and dad came on board. Teacher Shane ended up coming. Are you following me? So we had got a little few people. Then there was a couple. There was an old man by the name of Pastor Rice. He knew about me, uh, heard of because we at one time both went through a house of prayer, and he was living in Gallatin. So when he retired, he, he went to get, moved to Gallatin, back to his old hometown. And he started, he heard about where I was, so he started coming down and fellowshipping for a little while. Are you following and uh, of course, he wasn't a pastor. He was just Brother Rice or Elder Rice, Elder Rice. And so anyway, make it long story short, we end up in the basement of his house because we all stacked up together. Are you following me? The reason why you stack up together is, is a whole bunch of reasons. But one of the main reasons is, is to pool resources. You can do it a whole lot quicker with people in one mind and, and people who you can trust that can handle the money. Most people can't be trusted with money. As soon as it gets in their hand, it burns the hell out of them, man. Oh, it burns the hell out of them. And so Bishop Marbury came up and visited us one day, and we were having service in the basement stuff, and out there was over it. He says, he says, God ain't pleased with this. I said, ain't pleased with what? He said, no, you need to find a storefront or something. Why, that's what he wanted. And so we had another discussion. I said, it doesn't tell me to get a storefront. This is what it says. So anyway, we end up departing, parting ways from there because we just couldn't agree. You know what I mean? I see exactly what the book says. So I started, um, I started um, going on the radio stations and broadcasts and stuff, started listening to stuff, different stuff, to see if anybody was out there. Because mind you, I've been in the military all this time. I don't know how to frame. I don't know how to nail. I don't know how to do no, run no heavy equipment. I'm not shoot. I'm not run. I'm not cut somebody out. You know what I mean? I know how to, I know how to run a, a, a tactical satellite radio and a 6DB antenna. You know what I mean? I can communicate uh, back to the Pentagon and all over the world, no matter where I'm at, and in the bush. All right? I know how to do all that. I know common task. I know how to soldier. I know how to teach. I can run a range. You know what I mean? I can do all this stuff. But as far as building, man, nothing. So anyway, we are, I'm running around at this time still looking for land. I'm still looking for land. Um, I probably went about 5,000 miles in six months. I used to stay out in the bushes 
find me some bushes on the side of the road or something like that, park my vehicle, hide it, and just sleep out in the woods, get up in the road, so that way I wouldn't have to keep coming back and forth to the house every day. You understand what I mean? Again, saving resources. Saving resources. And then next thing you know, I had it, it actually entered into my mind to come up here. Now, it entered into my mind to come up here a couple of weeks before I got up here. I just didn't want to go up here. I didn't even know about up here. I just didn't want to go. And so I'm going to be wasting my time. Most I still put it in my mind. And so I end up coming up here, and no sooner as I crest me and Deacon Gaston, no sooner as we crest um, the top of this hill, all of a sudden I had this knowing, this witness. You know what I mean? You go, he'll lead you. Sometimes we don't do too good at being led, though. You know what I mean? I was just proving how hard-headed I was. I already had the Spirit leading me, but, but I'm, I'm leading. We both can't be leading. <laughs> you getting it? We both can't be leading. So anyway, I just decided I'm going to follow what the Spirit says. And, 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 of course, he was right. So then we got to the area right here, and, and, um, half, you know, the first, where the 13-acre start at at the bottom, the first 13 or 14 acres. And I said, you know what, I think there's water down there. It was, it was all bushes growed up. Bushes growed up all over the place, right? Because you know me, I run right through the bushes. I, yep, there it is, water. I said, that thing looked like it's spring-fed. A good water source. Had a for sale sign, went and talked to the people, told them how much I'll give them. And at that time, it took us, how many years it took us to save $40,000? year and a half. See, and y'all saving hundreds of thousands of dollars. We only had $40,000. Look at them looking. I'm not going to go through all, every detail, okay? We'll be here all day long. All right, showing you something. So anyway, we end up purchasing land. Everybody that was with us at this time, by this time there's a lot of people in the ministry. All right, by this time there's quite a few more, maybe up to 40, 50 could be 70, I don't remember, something like that. So anyway, we had a lot of people. Everybody, man, we got out here, man, people was happy. Woo-wee. Man, they were eager. They were, man, boy, that new broom. They found out one problem, though. That man don't stop. No, I'm busy. And so, like, we stacked up out there, we stacked up out here. Because the first thing you want to do when you get land is get men on it. Because the men is the ones going to do the building. You got to get brothers out there. The brothers are going to do the hard labor and the hard work. It don't take too many sisters to cook. You follow me? Now, we need to eat, but it don't take too many sisters to cook now. Get you about four sisters out there, you, they can handle all the meals and the dishwasher. But if you get the men out there, you can get a whole lot accomplished because they can work from sun up to sundown. And guess what? Y'all ain't doing that today. We worked from sun up to sundown. Y'all not doing that today. We work from sun up to sundown. 
Y'all don't do that today. We had one washing machine or two washing machines. And of course, you know, everybody does things differently. And we had people have problem leaving nails and screws and, and all that. Tan up the washing machine. I said, I got a solution for that. You ever seen them old washboards? We got some pictures somewhere. I know we do. We got, we, I put all our sisters in the creek. The water was flowing. You had to worry about changing out the water because the water was, it was, it was changing itself. They was out there and had their little skirts tied up and they were. Because we didn't have enough money to continue to keep buying washers or repairs for them. Am I telling the truth, Sister Vicky? Telling the truth, Mother Carol? Mm-hmm. And then I, I decided, you know what? After a little while, I said, man, I'm going to upgrade them. So I, I found a ringer washer. Anybody ever seen that before? We had two or three of them things. Them things, they got a big old tub. And they got this little ringer thing. You can do like this, or you can have a power one. You can put the clothes through there, and it rings out. You can. Mother Carol decided she was going to dry her hand in one of them one day. Didn't go to the hospital. I prayed for it. Well, I told the people, I said, listen, and, of course, and then we had teacher Shane Dick and Bell and a, and a couple other brothers that would work off the land to try to help bring money in. And they wasn't making the kind of money y'all make today. Neither did we have the inflation back then as we do today, where everything is being eaten out, the substance and everything, right? So here we are. We're all out here doing our little things. They're bringing in their money, and everybody got $20 a month. Somebody say $20 a month. Why? Because everything else, we had our own little storage room that had everything is in there. It's sitting right there. I just don't know how. $20 a month. How can we do that? $20 a month? If you wanted something, all you do is just ask. It's sitting right there. But we had to regulate that because some people go in there and take more. And of course, a lot of people didn't like being told what to do, being regulated, having their life regulated. So they quit and they went back to the city. See what I mean? So I, I would notice, Mother Carol would say, Sister Carol, at the time she said, We're just wasting too much food. How are we going to deal with this? I said, I got a good solution. I said, I sure did. I stood up and see, back then I used to preach, even though we'd got all that done, I used to preach on average two, three hours a day. And then when I preached, if it was you that messed up something, I rebuked you for probably about an hour solid in front of everybody. Unmerciful too, unrelentless. Didn't give two shits about your feelings because you didn't give two shits about the community. 
Now, mind you, you understand, I'm coming from the mindset, I just got out of the military, and I understand team. You, you, you get it? When one member of the team suffers, everybody suffers. So in order to build a, a good cohesive unit, we had to go through some of this stuff because I'm just sorry, y'all spoiled. Y'all complain about the wrong stuff. Literally. So I said, good, guess what? We're not eating bread for 30 days. Ooh, you should have seen the spirits manifest. Ooh, boy, am I right? Man, people got to argue with each other. Because of you, we can't even eat bread. They started going back and forth with each other. I'm sitting there watching this. I was like, this is good. <laughs> Finally, we have some peer pressure. Finally, we had some peer pressure. Boy, over them 30-day time period was over and we could eat bread. Boy, you know, people, was, whoa, they were just like eating manna. See, we came out with a lot, but, we, but very few stayed. I think it's, it's nobody but myself, Deacon Bell, Mother Carol, and Teacher Shane. I think we're the only ones that, that was the, the, the very first ones that actually put boots on the ground. We're all that's left of the first load. And then about a year or two, about a year or two after that, comes Diane, Granny Bob, Vicky, um, Elder Backer, um, and I think that's all that's left from that. No, Brother Rich, Sister Tomoko, and that was it. That's all that's left. That's all that's left. Some are buried down in our cemetery. The majority of people is buried in the cemetery that lived here was older people. I mean, the older people, they really... Man, they're lovely people, but they could contribute because they had a retirement. I ain't never told older people, when you, once you, you was over 60 years old, I ain't never tell you what to do. I figure you know what to do. You can do whatever you're capable of doing. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Hmm? And so I had old brother Ernie. I wish he was still alive so y'all could see y'all half y'all men wouldn't even make it here. Brother Ernie was fire and rock. Old white man with a cane. He, gonna, he coming purposely to light you up. He sees something. He coming to light you up. And you can't escape him either. He ran. One brother that came here from Canada, he, he got that brother so bad, that brother jumped in his, he ran to his car. <laughs> and screeched out of the community. I can't take it. I can't take it. <laughs> Brother Ernie seen that young man, he said, he's sitting at the table with him, he said, you tell me something, young man. How can a piece of shit tell another piece of shit that he ain't shit. 
I'm looking at you telling you you're a piece of shit. <laughs> and when you see him in service, man, you have to have water boots on because he be crying the whole time because of his love for Jesus. He be crying the whole time. After that, if he seen something on you, it was game over. Then a few years later, then Sister Ashley came. And so you're pretty much looking. That's all that's left. We got Dad Dow, Brother Ernie, Deacon Gasson, Mama Nita, uh, Brother Roger. Brother Roger was an older man. He couldn't rebuke nobody, though. He just couldn't do it. His heart, everybody loved Brother Roger because Brother Roger just, he, he one of these big-hearted guys. Did you find out what happened to the pilot? Okay, he's a big-hearted guy. Brother Roger was like 70, 77 years old, something like that. And, of course, Brother Roger, he's one of these in-shape 77. Brother Roger said, I can ride that bike. I said, Brother Roger, don't ride that bike. But I can ride it, Pastor. I didn't say that you couldn't ride it. I'm saying, don't you ride that bike. So you know what he did, right? He rode a bike, and he crashed. Brother Roger, he's on the ground. Didn't I tell you not to ride that bike? Deacon Gass said, didn't the man of God tell you not to ride that bike? Why you ride that bike, Brother Roger? <laughs> uh, but these, these are some of the things that we had to deal with and endure for a while. And we didn't live in these nice, comfortable conditions that y'all live in either. So you don't tell anybody if you're especially going to start out doing something, especially family members or anybody outside of the mission that you're trying to accomplish. All right? Don't tell anyone until you're strong enough spiritually to push back against the negativity. So then we finally had the Internet. Well, well first of all, I was on international shortwave radio. My family ain't on, my natural family's not on international shortwave radio. I don't even know what it is. You don't even know what it is. It's still going. And I was on AMF, Emmett stations, even at that day. And I'm listening to preaching, not going for me. So I didn't try to go preach to them. I learned my lesson. Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask, it shall be given to you. Seeking, you shall find. Knocking, it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth, and to him that knocketh, it shall be open, but all that is predicated upon action. Hear that? See, we live in this abstract Roman world today. Watch him. We live in this abstract Roman world today that what we do is we like to ask, and then all of a sudden it's supposed to just automatically appear out of thin air. Or either somebody's going to give it to us. And don't get me wrong. There comes a time when you are deserving of gifts. But some people have a mentality, I want everything given to me while I learn nothing. That's like I tell people when, when they first, before they even start community, have y'all bought any construction books, any books at all learned? Are y'all reading them? Are you following them? Now you see how they, 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 they correlate when you, once you read what's in the book, it's good to have that study, but then you go out there on the land and you implement it when you're helping other communities. See how, but the book don't teach you what hands-on does. So I got people, oh, I got the books. I said, okay, why well, don't I see no buildings? 
Anybody can buy a damn book. Where's the building? See what I mean? Oh, I'm waiting on his brother so-and-so to come and do it. What, he's better than you? You are swapping down this brother's not better than you, but you're waiting on a better brother to come and do something that your ass can't do. By admission, you're admitting that you ain't better. Uh-oh. How old are you now, Scott? 41. Old brother Scott, 41 years old, went through all that hell. I'm like, boy, that, that brother, he be on it, don't he? <laughs> 41, old brother Scott. So that means anybody else under 41, you ain't got no excuse. How, how old is Brother Brad? Y'all know how Brother Brad is? 43, 46? If Brad's 46, ooh, it's getting, it's getting ugly now, isn't it? Yeah, we're going to have peer pressure. Peer pressure. <laughs> so if you tell a few people your plans or your dreams, Satan will send someone to discourage you and distract you. Myself, like many in life, have been told by others, you can't do this and you can't do that. Anybody ever been told that before? You can't do this and you can't do that and you can't do this, you can't do that. That's what Mother Carol was one of my great, you can't. I mean, she's been married with me forever. I remember I went to the lumber yard and it wasn't Lowe's either. It wasn't Home Depot. It was a sawmill. Y'all know a sawmill, yeah? Rough cut lumber. And I dropped all this wood off in front of the, the house down. She said, what are you going to do with that? She said, it looks like trees. I said, that's where wood comes from. <laughs> she said, what are you going to do with that? I said, I'm going to build you some cabinets. She goes, oh, Lord. Oh, God. <laughs> If I tell her I do something now, see, she's never, because she, remind you, she don't, you don't know nothing. Isn't that right? You don't know nothing. You know how to soldier, but you don't know none of this. I said, I will when I get finished, though. Uh-oh. You got what I mean? And so now she don't ever, if I tell her I'm going to do this, she go, okay, I know. Mm -hmm. I know. Y'all here? You see it now? So now if I say I'm going to do something, they ain't even know what I'm Okay, yeah, I'm with you. I know you're going to do it. Ain't no doubt. You're going to do it. While reading the Bible one day in 1993, I just went over all that. And y'all are familiar with these passages, right? All right, y'all familiar with those passages. So when I had no money, I had faith. James 2.17 says, even so faith, if it have not, what's that word? If it have not what? If it have not what? So you can sit up and tell me all this belief you've got and be religious as you want. But if I don't see no works, faith without works is dead being alone. 
So if even so, if a man have not works, if he if it have not works is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without working or works. But I'm gonna show you my faith by work. So most of you ain't nothing but just a bunch of mouth. You the people that like sitting down at tables and talking about all this stuff and you like reminiscing on all the shit you used to do yesterday year and you ain't grown up, you still a teenager, still thank you. And we're sitting up there looking at you. Oh, I used to do this. Well, how's it helping us now? What you used to do is not helping us now. Instead of you doing a bunch of talk, talking and coffee drinking, we need this. Yes, sir. We need elbows and shoe soles. Yes, <laughs> Ain't that what the book says? You believe that there's one yah, you do well. The devils believe also and tremble. But what will you, old man, vain man, that faith without works is dead? That's a good question, isn't it? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered up Isaac his son upon the altar? See is how faith wrought with his works, and by his works his faith was made. No wonder ain't none of you ain't growing in faith. You're too lazy. You're too lethargic. You don't want to do nothing. You want to gloat and bask in everything Pastor Dow can do rather than what you could do. Pastor Dow's trying to motivate you to get off your ass so you can do it. That's all you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. Oh, boy. And I'm telling you, I wasn't this avid builder either. We built that shower house. Man, when Elder Doug came out here, he said, that thing ain't square at all. I said, nope, but it's up there. And it's still there. <laughs> then he went over to the deck I built and he said, that thing ain't square at all. Went over and looked at it. How do you get two foot out of square on an eight foot building? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hire me at all. But that thing lasted 20 years. But you better believe when I was running them concrete buildings, I knew how to do square by then. I was like, man, the very thing I wanted to avoid, I couldn't do it. You remember you was in school? I ain't using all this math. Talking about eating crow now, huh? I had to go back and re-educate myself on all the stuff I never was going to do. You hear what I said, right? I had to go re-educate myself. I didn't even know. Come on, man, I'm 32 years old at the time, and I don't know how to read. I didn't even know how to read a tape message. It just looked like a bunch of lines. I knew what one, two, three, four, five. I know what that meant. Does that make sense? I can tell you what a buffer spring is. I can tell you what a firing pin is. I can, I can give you all that good stuff, man. I can break that down. I'm 
like, man, what are these little lines and numbers? What are these things? I had a speed square, but it only had one angle to me, 90 degrees. Everything was What good is it to have a speed square and all you can do is just strike a straight line? So I had to buy a book, educate myself, and then go out there and use it. Uh-oh. See, most of us don't like this inconvenience, though. You know, because if I have to educate myself and learn how to do something for somebody else's benefit, I mean, I want to do this about me. You ever understand, I've been living out here 25 years, and I've never lived in a brand new house. There are saints out here that lives in brand new houses before me. I've actually helped build houses for them. Look at them looking. After I had a couple of young men that I did teach how to lay blocks, there was nothing but one block mason out here until I taught Brent and, and Scott and JC and, and Brother McNabb after that. There, wasn't no, there was only one block mason out here, and guess who was laying all the blocks? Taught my son how to lay blocks, but man, when he left here, he said, man, I ain't doing this no more. He must put a bad taste in his mouth. So he, now he works out there in the world on the factory and stuff, and he can't understand why people complaining. He says, how do you complain? We're in an air-conditioned building. I'm doing the easiest job in the world. If you want to know what work is, come work with my dad for the whole summer. He'll, he'll help you out real quick. He said, this is easy. See what I mean? And the scripture wants to feel which said, Abraham believed Yah, and it was, what's that word? He believed Yah, and it was imputed. That word imputed means it was reckoned. It was extinct. Are you following me? It was reckoned to him. It was reckoned to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of Yah. In other words, he did something, didn't he? And you see how that by works, a man is... See? That's why I can't understand. I can't, why, why come you men don't want to work? It makes no sense to me. I ain't talking about in the working occupation that you're doing out there for the Gentiles. I'm talking about for Israel. Because see, when our brothers, they did work out on the economy, when they did work, when they got home, they mostly just changed their clothes or they come rock to work with us. And we did the same every day. And we, only one, let me see, two buildings. I gave mom and dad down the, the other trailer at the other end of the land because um, they were the oldest family on the land at the time. And then that one building, that's the only building we had. And when I started moving these, in these $200 trailers, somebody say $200. And these free trailers, it cost us $900 to move a free trailer and it cost us $900 to, remove, to move a $200 trailer. It costs us more to get it moved out here. I went to a guy and said, how much it costs to set this trailer? He told me, I said, uh-uh. Guess who learned how to set trailers? Why should I go and pay them money? 
that's something I can do myself. I can use that money to buy more resources for the community. And mind you, we drove old pickups. Y'all would call us the Beverly Hillbillies before we got to Beverly Hills. I used to wear uh, overalls, coveralls. Yeah, I had suspenders and everything. Big old beard right here. Didn't have time to cut it. Too busy working. <laughs> so you see how that by works a man is justified, not by faith only. Works. Look what they were. Toil. An act or deed or labor or work. See what it means, man? You got to work. I'm always impressed when I see Brother Steve out at a building place, at a building site, be him at here or if he's up in um, Straightway, Kentucky, with, with Ella Mitchell. I'm always surprised to see him there because he's a nurse. So then, air-conditioned buildings, boy, them hands are getting tough, though, ain't they? They are toughening up. You can probably bend a needle in place with your hand on. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I can straighten it out. <laughs> So you wouldn't equate someone as inside of a building around mostly women the majority of the times and then men and have to deal with patients and stuff as somebody can get out there and get it. But he gets out, he can get it. He gets out and get after it. He gets out there and get after it. Mm -hmm. So when we went down there to walk that land, brother Ron, he was already there. And um, he said, Steve, come and I said, how far away is it? Oh, about 20 minutes. A few minutes later, he I said, that 20 minute, boy, what is that, a city 20 minute? 20 minutes away and two minutes later, he's showing up? <laughs> anyway, he had drove, how, far, how, long, how long did it take you to drive from Clarksville to the land? Three and a half hours, then he turned around and had to leave that land and drive how far to Louisville, Kentucky? Five and a half hours. So he went down there three and a half hours, walked the land with us, and then turned around and had to drive five and a half hours. And I'm asking you, is he doing all that for his health, or is he doing it for Israel? See what I mean? See, most of you, you talk about what you can do, but we don't see a damn thing from it. Uh-oh. That's why in this ministry, I cannot understand a wife being discontent or murmuring and complaining. You don't have any damn excuse. You got men willing to work their fingers to the bone and put a roof over your head, clothes on your back, shoes on your feet. And all you got to do is take care of him. And then you want to bitch at him and stuff when he come home because, why, you didn't get to go to the damn movie? That don't mean y'all can't go to the movie tomorrow now. It just, it just popped up in my head. It was good to say. Hallelujah. Justified means to render just or innocent. Abraham was just and he was innocent. And free of justified, he was righteous. Likewise also Rahab. Was not Rahab the heart of justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead... 
So faith without works is dead also. Now you see the reason why ain't none of you prospering. You got a bunch of faith, but your faith don't equate to working. They used to tell me, they said, why are you having them old people working? I said, I don't have them working, but I tell them they need to be busy. I'm talking old people. To me, old people is like 60 and above. I thought 50 and above was old until I got there. <laughs> until you get there, you know what I mean? We'll see how it works. Be the fathers. We're in the 60s. I'll let you know if it's old or not. But you see what I'm saying? I'm like, man, I say, man, I said the worst thing you can do with an older, older person is to cater to them and then don't let them do any damn thing. That's why I command all the leaders of the community, you better be leading by example. And your community is only going to go as far as you go. And some of y'all communities are going pretty far because we love you and because straightway the hub come in and helping you. Uh-oh. Which is good too. Because when we come, you're, you're going to see a work ethic and what it's going to take in order to build. Hence, if you watch Elder Mitchell, see, that's faith and works. That's imputed righteousness that is justified. Elder Mitchell used to do like some of y'all do. I've had a building project. He would jump in, into an airplane or, or vehicle and drive here and come and help me do these buildings. It was for years. Can I lay a block? Nope. Can I lay a block? Nope. <laughs> Not yet until you learn how to do this, 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 this. Nope. He ended up getting on community, started laying blocks. I said, good. And, of course, I told the people, you need to look more towards building with concrete than you do with wood. Wood is a hell of a lot easier on the body, but that concrete, they do not make a termite eating con or, or, or termite that eats concrete. When they do, we all in trouble. They're genetically modifying everything nowadays. Whew. It's sad to say in this generation... If we were to see, if we were to ask to see your faith, very few men in Israel could actually show you the work. You understand what I mean? It's one thing to read a book, but can you translate from off that book into your action? Can you give practical action for what's written in that book? You see what I mean? I remember before we even, when me and Mother Carol first got in the military, she would have me run around looking at houses. Uh-uh. It just ain't in my spirit. You remember that, Mama Carol? And she would have these realtors, and they would go open up closet doors, and I'd be like, yes. That's just where we were. I said, you think you're looking at that house? You ain't looking at that house. I ain't looking at it either because I ain't know what I was looking at. And she could tell I was totally disinterested. You know the reason why? Because even back then, I couldn't fathom paying somebody $100,000 on a 30-year mortgage 
it just didn't make sense to me. Will you pay somebody rent because I ain't going to be living there forever? What are you going to do? I'm going to build a house one day. <laughs> of course, you know, how are you going to build a house? She didn't say, did you say that? You can't build no house. Didn't you say that? She probably said it. She said it with the wood. She probably said it. But you see what I'm getting to? What good is it to me to sit up there and tell you what you need to do and you don't see it from the, the man that's given the instruction? Does that make any sense? All right. Very few men in Israel could actually show you the work. They have done to show you their faith. Your level of faith is best seen by what you do and not what you say. I mean, even in the spirit realm, if I want to teach y'all how to lay hands on someone and stuff, then as the practical application has to come afterwards, right? Are you following me? That's mostly for us. It ain't for the world, though. You know, healing is the children's bread. You understand what I mean? Teaching deliverance, there has to be a practical application, right? You got to know how to do it. So let's take a short walk down memory lane. You can do anything you set your mind to do. You just have to want it for y'all and others more than yourself. In other words, you can't be selfish. Don't worry about if nobody going to praise you. Why are you looking for the praises of man anyway? You see, we some hypocrites. We want to be recognized. Oh, but I was there too. I do give you the credit. You were there. I ain't say you did a damn thing, but you was there. That was our little congregation in the basement. <laughs> and the majority of us lived in that one house. Brother Harris had a room, Deacon Bell had a room, Teacher Shane had a room, all in the living room, petitioned off on twin beds. Hmm? Boy, it sure does look like we're swimming in money, don't it? There's old bearded Pastor Dow right there. Ain't one gray hair in there. Can you believe I was young one time? Look at them trailers. Majority of them didn't have no electricity. And the ones that did have electricity, they only had 20 amps of service. 20 amps. So the first thing we did was gutted the kitchens, gutted the bathroom. You don't need it. We need rooms. <laughs> you got a roof over your head. What you complaining about? Yeah, you got a roof over your head. What you complaining about? Oh, look at them. Most of them say, oh, boy, I thank the Father I'm not there back then. I'm thank the Father you weren't there back then either because you probably wouldn't be here today. <laughs> That's us prior to moving on the community, baptizing some people, and the majority of these people we baptize with, we don't even, ain't never seen them again. And mind you, we don't evangelize. How do they get to know me? That's baptized down at the creek. 
That's me baptizing another brother from, New, from North Carolina. Remember I tell you when you build something, start small? You remember that, Pastor Muir? When you build something, start small. If you go down there next to them fuel tanks at the bottom of the land, that's that same building that's still there. That's one of the few buildings that's still there from when we first started building. Start small. I wonder why I tell people that. Isn't that right, Pastor Mirror? Why do I tell people that? Which camera am I on? When you learn how to lay blocks, start small. That building is still there. It's right behind Mama Dow's house. It used to be the place that we would put, we, we bought this old Amish cook stove. Mother and Carol and them would cook on that thing, and there's the air conditioning too. See it on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight sides. That thing, they would cook on that thing in the summertime, man. If it was 100 outside, it was 300 in there probably. <laughs> Our kids, you know, they, they got that thing so hard, they, they burnt the firebox out of the thing. That's hot. That's hot. And only two men, that, that stove was like eight, seven, eight hundred pounds, and only two of us got it in there. Me and Deacon Mac, we put that thing in there. And that woman said, man, it took six Amish men to put it in there. I said, I see why. <laughs> I ain't attempting nothing like that today. This right here was our tool shed. See, we're getting bigger. Moving on up to the east side. But then I had somebody that I told them because we had paint in there. We had our tools in there. We had all our brother Ernie's uh, 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 machining equipment and everything in there. And I, they had these extension cords plugged up. And so I said, listen, don't leave them extension cords plugged up, all this stuff like this, because it's going to probably end up in a fire. Don't do that. So one day we're in the dining hall eating and everything. The next thing you know, fire! Come running out there, man. The whole damn thing's ablaze. Burnt up, lost every bit of that all because there's one brother didn't want to unplug the extension cord. How many people y'all have on communities when you tell them and give them a director to do something, they don't want to do it? Cost us every bit of tools we had. And we didn't have much, but what we had, we had Brother Ernie bought down all that machining equipment, nice equipment, equipment you would have loved, Brother Bud. It's that old school stuff, all burnt to a crisp. I don't know if that tree, that tree, you can probably still see the black on that tree, just kind of like you can see the black on Mount Sinai. Gone. Nobody. Good. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you are. Needless to say, he ain't on the community either. There's that horse. Remember I told y'all we had a horse? We had one like, kind of like one of them Budweiser horses. Say, y'all did have one of them things. Man, I said, we got to get rid of that damn thing. That damn thing eating everything. It ain't, we can't do nothing with it except what, what, sled them down the damn road. Ain't no benefit. Man, get rid of that damn thing. It just didn't make sense. Everybody want to be out there cheesing. But y'all see our little trailer. See, we were happy people. Look at all them psychedelic colors. We were better than Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Look at that, see? That trailer right there is what Brother Rich and him used to live in. We leveled that trailer. Notice the dining hall's not even there. 
Y'all notice the Don Hall's not there? And look at that old tractor that I'm on right there. I got out there and got on that tractor and said, ooh-wee, I learned how to drive a tractor. And there's me and Deacon Gasson. Well, that's Deacon Gasson and Dad Dow right there. We're down here at the, at the building where I'm now that I live in. His home was a fellowship hall building that. See all these trailers that we had to level and paint and do all that. I mean, when I tell you we were humping, boy, we were humping. Big time, getting it done. See that trailer? That's what the trailer looked like. Wouldn't y'all love to live in something like that? Huh? Wouldn't y'all love to live in something like that, man? Whew. Look at them. Them sons of y'all to see them. They got, you ever see one of them hurt smiles? I'm not really agreeing, but... So when I tell y'all that we used to live in deplorable conditions, I do, I'm telling you flat out we did it. But you know what it done? It helped remove a lot of murmuring complaint out of us. Now y'all make sure up there when y'all switching back and forth from up there, if I'm talking, put the camera back on me, the trailer's not talking. When I do put up a slide, put the slide up for a little bit and then put it back on me. That's the end of that trailer right there. After we put our little hands to it. And it only had, it had no bathroom. It only had 20 amps of electric service. And it took the family we moved in there less than six months to destroy it. And neither to say they, don't, they ain't on the community either. See that double wide right there? I paid $4,000 for that double wide. That's that double wide. It's got all that junk in it down, down there now. It's getting ready to be tore down and moved. But Sister Vicky used to live on the other side of that. Yeah. That's, a, that's the same basketball court right there. And see that purple one down there? Is that, that, wasn't that our house? Yeah. Look at our children's choir. Do y'all notice something? We wasn't wearing head coverings back then. The women wasn't wearing head coverings. Boy, as soon as I came across that, that we supposed to be wearing head coverings, boy, who you don't believe how many women got a case of the rear end. And uh, they talked their husbands right out of the faith, too. They sure did. All of them are grown now. They all, every one of them in their 30s. Look at old Pastor Dow marrying... Brother Rich and Tomoko. That's in that tabernacle right here that has now become the fellowship hall. The first part of it right there. We built that too. See? Looky, looky. They said, yeah. <laughs> look at Mama Carol. Boy, I had a nice beard. I need to go back to that. That's styling right there, man. Look like Magnum PA. T -A -T -T. Mm. See, I look better than Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I 
That's, that's, that's us right there digging out the dining hall. I had to rent the equipment when we got enough funds, rent the equipment, and then do the work. You ain't going to never learn unless you get out there and do it. Then I would tell the brothers, you get some time, get out there and drive everything around, man, because you don't ever know. We got to be, got to split this thing up. You understand what I mean? And then, that, of course, there's the foundation to the dining hall. And that's Travis Oil still coming. Travis Oil Ready Mix. Let me see. I see me. And I don't see another brother out there that's still here on that community. I see Dad Dow standing there. Still been doing it all these years, just trekking and trucking, huh? I can wish that the building get there. I can wish for a lot of things. But it ain't going to get there. See, when y'all said you're going to bless the labor of your hands, that means you got to get out and learn how to do it. That means you have to inconvenience yourself. I wasn't concerned about getting on the internet doing no preaching because I was preaching right here. I wasn't concerned about doing no teaching on the internet. I'm teaching right here. Does that make sense? I wasn't even thinking about being known. I wasn't even caring about being known. Does that make sense? Wasn't even in my damn mindset at all. As soon as we get the money in, we go buy the building material and we start doing it ourselves. That's only, that's only after a few years. Mind you, we had to set every trailer, bring them all out here, build these buildings. We got the dining hall. Well, I mean, we got the dining hall going right here and the shower house going at the same time. That's the finished dining hall, which you already know. Look, that's me working on the shower house. We would do that, and the sisters would paint the shower house in and out. That's that roof that's out of the square. The elder dog was making fun of me. Before. Hmm? That's the finished shower house at that time. Didn't it look beautiful? Worked good for us because, man, you go from, man, being able to take bucket baths and bucket showers and stand in line. Now you got two stalls over here, three to two toilets, two more bathrooms, and then two toilets over here. Whoo, boy, we're doing good. Male and female side. So that's the reason why I tell people, when you get out in the community, the first thing you need to do is build a shower house. You got to have a place of sanitation so people can stay clean. But see, already majority of the brothers would have already got faint-hearted because you would have to end up doing the work. There was nobody else around to do the work for us. There's our greenhouse. That greenhouse is 25 years old. Still there. When I tell you, we was doing everything. I can't tell you how many years that myself and Elder Doug would cut the grass, empty the trash, go do wood runs. Mother Carol would go on wood runs with us. Sometimes the sisters would go on wood runs with us. We were busy from the time we got up until we went to bed. And most of y'all, it's leisure. That's why I keep talking about y'all fat-ass sisters. Because we didn't have no fat sisters back then. Did y'all miss, y'all, y'all miss Mother Carol? Look. That's because I was getting on her nerves and working her ass off. 
Do you know what I mean? Y'all see what I'm talking about? When you busy doing all that kind of work, whoo, boy, when you go to sleep, but Joe, it's weak. Now, when I'm talking about you big sisters and stuff, I know the reason why you're big. Some of it's parts because of the food and stuff, and the other rest of it is because you don't move enough. You eat more, you got more coming in than the calories is going out. And if you don't, watch it, if you ain't careful, that stuff will sneak up on you. I seen some young daughters design a few weeks ago. I said, you want to get married one day, don't you? I said, you ain't going to get married like that. Ain't no brother in Israel going to marry you like that. You better put a knife to your throat and start losing some weight right now. Now, you tell me who loved her. <laughs> Old Pastor Dial again over there. Let's build a stage. The pulpit over here on this, this thing right here, this, this uh, old tabernacle. Hmm? Old Dick and Bell, look at him, still skinny. <laughs> That's the tabernacle. I was getting better as I go. I was getting a whole lot better. Because Elder Doug, when you out here when we build that tabernacle? Elder Doug said, no, I wasn't out here. So I was getting better. I was getting good. Because I would go watch people, I'd read the books, I'd go implement it. Same way I was studying that Bible, I was study building. Oh, boy. Yeah, I would. And then I would teach the brothers, the brothers that were around, they would hand me stuff and help me do stuff. And then, that would, then once they learned, then they could help, we could be a little bit more proficient in getting it done. Me and the brothers, we didn't use no crane to set them trusses up there. We lifted them trusses up there. We didn't go rent no crane. We literally lifted those trusses up there. Me, Teacher Shane, Deacon Bell, and a few other brothers, we lifted them things up there and set them. That was a finished part of the first time. I remember when we first walked in that 30 by 60 building, we said, we'll never fill this thing up. Wow. You understand at the time it was no more than maybe 30 or 40 of us. We'd never feel like, come on, man, we've been doing this forever. And there was a sister right there, no, there's no air covering. They was, they was in there painting it. Yep, got the dress on. And that was the finished tabernacle. It didn't look good. It didn't look really nice. We got to do some work on that front, boy, because they don't make wood the way we used to. Got a little wood stove out there. See our little rock wilder right there? That's rock. Oh, that's Sheba. Look like rock to me. That's Pastor Dow, the fellowship hall. Down there putting together a hip valley roof. Making compound miter cuts. 412 pitch. I wonder why I learned how to do that. Work. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. See, work will save some of you from yourself. Yes, it will. A lot of these so-called demon entities that are ministering to you, that's because you got too much time to sit down and listen to it. When that sun is beaming down on your neck and all you got to do is think about what the measurement of the next cut is. And mind you, 
we, at the time, we didn't have no Everything was nailed. Pow! 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 That was our pneumatic gun. Pow! 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 Always had me a 24 ounce. Elder Doug said, I ain't swinging that. <laughs> Big old framing hammer. That's the finish of it at that time. That's working, brothers and sisters. So all y'all brothers that's getting ready, to, your, your own communities, you're in homesteads, you're transitioning toward this way, y'all fortunate because y'all been there for a while, but y'all should have been immersing yourself in trying to do all these things, get around the building projects and stuff, because when y'all get there, you know, what good is it to be out there on a piece of land and you don't know how to square a building? What good is it? Elder Chris can't run around and do all the, all the dozer work for everybody. He got a community too. And a business. You see what I mean? You got to make yourself better. You got to start learning this stuff. There's old pastor down on a ditch witch. We rented a ditch witch. Man, that thing is slow and methodical. <clears throat> You look back and you've been on that thing for about 15, 20 minutes. You think you're going to win somewhere and you've been from here to there. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> there's, so much, there's so much money under the earth when you see a building than you, you see mostly up under, I mean above the earth sometimes. Look at our greenhouse at that time. <laughs> food, 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 food. Boy, that sure did quill the grocery bill, too. Now, that's what it looked like after that season. Getting better and better and better and better every year. Look, there we are again. We're over at the shower house. Look at that. The old cement truck. And then, look, there's the brothers at the time. And you know what? There's only one. I'm going to show you how many brothers are left. There's one. Hmm, two, three, four. Out of all those men, there's only four brothers left out of that picture that live here on this community. Two, three, four, five. Five brothers. I got to tell you about this cat. See What happened? How you cut this thing on, teacher? Oh, that's how you do it. That's me. You see this cat right here? Do y'all see that dude right there? That brother is the name of John Maverick. That's Elias. That's John Maverick. I've never in my life seen anybody play a good guitar like him. You can tell he could play anything. He didn't give him time. He was just lazy as shit. He would sit around on building projects and just stand there. He was the type of person you had to say, brother, could you get that piece of wood and bring it over here? Get a piece of wood. Had no incentive about him at all. No initiative. Not even trying to learn. 
Needless, needless to say, he gone too. Pastor Dow, teacher Shane, brother Scott, we're getting a little bit older, but we're still doing what? Same thing. That's up there in straightway Kentucky. I told the father, I asked the father one day, I said, Father, I paid about 15 years ago. I said, Father, sure would be nice to have a bass boat again. He gave us a bass boat. Nice bass boat, too. We like it. Training, still training. Out there with Ranger and them, still training. We here. <laughs> Up there in Clarksville. That was a good broadcast, too. Still got that spunk and that fire, that determination. Huh? See, the whole idea is to motivate men so that men, when they're motivated, they can motivate other men. Create an environment, a good, healthy competition amongst brethren. Knowing that we can get it done. That right there is a building of square into my house. Old Pastor Dow's up there in Kentucky still laying it to the line. Along with the brothers up there, his brother Ray and Teacher Shane and them, still getting it in. Is that me and Joseph? Is that you, McNeil? That's you, ain't it, Britt? That's Brother Britt right there on the... That's when we actually added on to the addition of this. In other words, the building ain't stopped after all these years. After all these years. The brothers that, like, like, like uh, the brothers that I have on, on this land, like Brent, JC, and, and uh, Brother Scott, man, we can go anywhere with them, and we can build anything. Anywhere with them, build anything. You can take that brother right there, brother Britton, not even at the micromanage. He can go to any community, any place himself, and build it himself. And if you notice, you know, straightway, we've been at, we have this good habit of running around helping everybody else. And I don't mind doing that. I don't, but boy, guess what? It's getting time for y'all to start reciprocating some of that. Yes, sir, because we got some major building that has to be done. And, of course, that's the land that the most high y'all end up allowing us to purchase that we end up owning from there all the way back. And if you notice something, we built that building, we added on in addition to this building, we refurbished that building, and we did that. So let me tell you something, we put that fence up. With all this work that we got going on around here, when do we have time to sit down on our ass and just be lazy? Everybody will come. Oh, straightway is a nice place. Well, I guess most of y'all just said, poof, there's a fence. Poof, there's a building. Poof, there's it. No, you had to have some brothers that were willing. Their mind, you had to have sisters that would get up and do the cooking and the washing and the cleaning and to make sure that we could be able to do our job. 
See, if we're doing that, we always got somebody behind us helping taking care of us so we can be able to perform those duties. Is that making sense? So your level of faith is based upon your will, drive, and determination that you have in you, and people will see it. And that's why I keep telling y'all, all y'all, why well, try to reinvent the wheel? Just do what I've been doing. If you have a problem trying to figure out what I was doing, just ask somebody. So far, this blueprint is working pretty good. I know one thing, it's got y'all out of debt. Hmm? When Elder Mitchell and them got together as brothers and stuff, him and Brother Greg and then when the brothers would come in, the first thing they would do is sit the brothers down. All right, let's see what your expenses is. Good, we all going to work to pay this debt off. They pay the debt off. Man, what kind of, where can you get that kind of integrity or heart at nowadays? Yeah. See what I mean? And so we have to continue to keep building to keep expanding because there's people that are off the community, that lives around the community, has got to be on the community one day. Because everybody don't, don't want to be out there. The majority of people that come to this ministry actually want to be on the community. And I don't blame you. If I wasn't on the community, I would want to be on the community. No one is telling me anymore what I can and cannot do. Set your heart right and expect resistance and pushback when moving forward. Y'all remember David and Ziglag? Y'all remember that, right? I'm glad y'all know the story because, man, them people got peed off at him, didn't they? Woo, did they not get peed off at David? Man, David was greatly distressed and the people spake of stoning him. Spake of stoning him because his soul, but, uh, the soul of all the people were grieved and every man his sons and his daughters. But David did what? But David did what? But David did what? So I remember, you know, when we was working like that, a lot of people was losing heart, if you understand what I mean. And I remember back then, I remember there was this spirit that I discerned amongst the men on the land. And you know what it was, because then they, what they do, is they, they started having a conspiracy, and what they would do is uh, they will say, uh, uh, my back is hurting, or my leg is hurting, and, and next thing you know, they'll be uh, four days out of the week, they'll all be in that house. So I came in the dining hall. I said, oh, I know exactly what's going on. I said, good. So I preached to them when they all on that day, and I knew they all was going to be in the dining hall. I said, let me tell you all something. I'm the type of man that I will build every damn building out here if I got to do it by myself because I don't need you. But not only that, the most high y'all is going to remove y'all anyway. That's how you talk. Am I right, T? Look at it. He goes, Yep. They remember these preachers. I would look them square dead in the eye. I don't need you. I can do it by myself. And will do it. <laughs> and they're gone. And I'm glad they're gone. So when everybody was against David, he prayed to Yahweh. See, you do not learn anything in life except by trial and tribulation. Except by trial and tribulation. So tomorrow morning, we're going to send Bud down to um, Elder Rufus' place so he can teach them how to build dormers. 
Now, he could probably frame up the whole, I told El Rubio, he could probably frame up the whole dormers in two hours if he had somebody hand him the boards. I said, but he's going to go down and teach them. So it's going to take a little while longer. Are you following me? And once he gets back down and teach them, we're not going back down there to teach them how to do no more dormers. That make sense? Are you following me? Because some of these places where y'all see us coming and laying block and we teaching y'all certain things, when we showed up and showed y'all and by example how we work and how we do it and how to get it done, don't expect us to keep coming back for every building you got because it ain't going to happen. Uh-oh. See what I mean? Glory to the king. It's the resistance that tells you that you're on the right path. You just have to change the way you view things. And 2 Corinthians 4.17 says, For our, our light affliction, which is for a moment, worketh for us more and more exceedingly an eternal weight of glory. <clears throat> but notice what it is, though. It's light affliction. Light affliction. Just for a moment, it's just light affliction. Psalms 34, verse 19, For our light affliction, which is for the moment, worketh for us more and more exceedingly, and eternal way to glory. So what was he doing? Quoting scripture. Quoting scripture. Over the years, many have sought to smite me with their words, lie on me, bear false witness against me, uh, and slander me. When it's all said and done, the book says by their what? You shall do what? By their fruits, you shall know them. So Jesus said, the reason why it's in red up there, because it's all red letter, the ones that we're getting ready to go over here for a second, Jesus' warning was, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are what? Raving wolves. Hmm? That's how they are. They befriend you. They act like they with you. Are you following me? Huh? But they want to devour you. <laughs> you shall know them by what? So, hey, I know that good words and fair speeches deceive the heart of the simple. I know that a lot of people know how to talk a game better than living and doing a game. So I pay more attention to action than I do words because anybody can say anything. It doesn't produce too much energy to talk. It does require a hell of a lot of energy, though, to get your ass out there and sweat and get your knees and your hands dirty. Yes, it does. And to bend your back. Yes, it does. To build for the people of Israel to where you're not so focused on yourself, but you're focused on others. And if more than anything, you can't get any motivation, you can't even muster up any motivation from your own self, at least look to the children. Prepare a place for them. Because they can't do it right now, but they got to have somebody they have to look to and learn from. If you're disappointed in yourself, then damn repent, get out of your own damn self and think about your children and the children's children. Makes sense, don't it? You shall know them by the fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or this or so? Even so, every tree bringeth forth good fruit. Every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corruptible tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot, cannot bring forth evil fruit. A good, so, man, the world out there, man, I, I got to talk to the world. A lot of y'all people out there, y'all think I'm the most evilest man that has ever lived. The most evilest pastor and preacher you have ever seen. Amazing, isn't it? That's what you think. But when it all gets finished, said, and done, you're going to throw your opinion aside and you're going to look at my fruits. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, 
Don't give me nothing else. Don't give me nothing else. And then you got a bunch of crow. I don't eat crow, but you got a bunch of apple pie you need to eat. Amazing, isn't it? Y'all know how they talk about me out there? I don't mind. All publicity is good publicity. Somebody got to be talking about. Remember, Jesus said, Woe unto you when men speak well of you. They did unto for the false prophets. So a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. And every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is what? Hewn down and what? Cast into the fire. And believe it or not, some of you are just here just for a little period of time, and then after that, you're going to be gone. Have y'all ever looked at some of them old videos where y'all seen people dancing and praising with us and stuff right over here? And man, they, 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 they're out there, shoot, they got more pep in the step than you do. Gone. Return to the weaker and beggarly elements of this world. Wherefore, by there, you shall know them. Now, hear what people say, but pay more attention to what they do. Did the did, did the people have good things to say about Paul or the prophets? Nah. Wait until I get finished building my house and wait and see what they're going to have to say. Ooh, you know they're going in then, ain't you? Ooh, you know they're going in then. I'd love to have a conversation with these folks too. In Genesis 39, they knew um, Yah was with Yosef. Remember Partitopher's wife lied upon him? But the, even her husband knew that he was a just man and a good man. And he knew the way that his wife was. Even when the baker and all them lied on him and stuff, y'all still had him. So guess what? You can expect tribulation. You can expect trials. You can expect all this. What you need to do is that instead of wondering why it's there, you should embrace that it's there. And learn how to be patient and see what y'all is trying to do with you. Because you sitting back complaining about every damn thing ain't going to solve nothing. Chances are that same situation is going to come again and again and again and again and again and again. It's going to continue to keep testing you until you get it. Yes, it is. Maybe y'all is just trying to get you to perfect your patience. So look at a trial and a tribulation as a means to a greater measure of growth. You're here for a season right now, but there's something else better down the line. It's about how you view things. You never get used to the lies. The Most High gives you power to endure them and keep your head up high. Now, in Acts 14, 22, it says, And confirming the souls of the disciples and exhort them to continue in the faith and through, that we through much tribulation must enter into the kingdom of Yah. Every hardship is a test of your faith to see if you will trust Yah. Every bit of it is. Just a test to see if you're going to trust Yah. Hallelujah. Over in the New Living Translation, I say again, let no man think me a fool, if otherwise, yet as a fool receive me, that I may boast of myself a little. Now, Paul's getting ready to do some boasting here, okay? Let's see if we can have the same type of measure of boasting that he can. In other words, ain't nothing wrong to boast a little bit, 
as long as you boast the right way. That which I speak, I speak not after the Messiah, but as it were foolish in this confidence of boasting. Seeing that many glory after the flesh, I will glory also. For you suffer fools gladly, seeing you yourselves are wise. For you suffer if a man bring you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take of you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face. But I speak as concerning reproach, as though we had been weak, albeit wherein soever any is bold, I speak foolishly. I am bold also. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. You get it? Am I Hebrew? I am a true Israelite. I'm a true minister, but I will show you the level of what I preach by what I do. So don't let these people fool you that they, we out here doing the work. We on the street corner rebuking the Gentiles and shit. You ain't doing shit but running your damn mouth. Wherein is the fruit in that? When you get finished, you still you owe, owe somebody else mortgage. Or you owe somebody else rent when you get finished. You get finished, you still owe somebody else a car note. You, you, when you get finished, you still owe them people. And the book teaches you to owe no man nothing but to love them. So don't sit down boasting your identity when you don't live your identity. That's stinging, isn't it? How I learned to apply it to my life in order to be a benefit to Israel. So let them accuse me of bragging. I'm bragging in Messiah because I trust him. Are they ministers on the Messiah? I speak as a fool. I am more. That's why I can say I'm the greatest pastor in the United States of America. I know I am. You hear that? I say I know I am. And there's not even one within the same ball field as me, not here in America. Not a one. Not only that, but I'm surrounded by the greatest brethren in the world, greatest sisters in the world, the greatest children because we are Israel. We are Israel, no doubt about it. And for sure, we are going to the kingdom. So, how Paul does it are they ministers of the Messiah? I speak as a fool, I am more. I'm more in labors, more abundantly. In stripes, above measure. In prisons, more frequently. In deaths, off. Now who want that resume of Paul since you want to boast? That's a serious resume right there. And that's what he making boast in. See the brothers? Now if you look systemically in every, each one of these pictures, you'll pretty much redundantly see some of the same faces. It's not that some of them couldn't show up because me and brothers are working and doing their thing, but you, you, you understand what I mean. When, it, when they're called on, they're there. 
They're there. They're Israel. And when they get there, I'm telling you, they're going to, like you used to say, leave it all on the field. They're going to leave it all on the, they're going to leave it all on the land. It's the craziest thing in the world. We go places, and then we tell the people when we get there, thank you for having us. Leave them offerings. You never seen nothing like it. Hmm? Never seen nothing like it. This whole world has never seen nothing like it. Huh? Just strong brother. Getting it done. Now, not everybody in that picture worked. I got to say that too. Got to be justified now. Some people like grandstanding. I was there. So they go lie to their grandchildren later. Tell them about all the things that they wish they did, but they didn't do. And they got to speak it tongue in cheek in case you come around and say, now wait a minute, I was there, you didn't do shit. Huh? Brothers that work to be on the security team because some of them ain't on there no more. The brothers that just class 001 up at Goshen. Good trainer. Good trainer. Mm-hmm. Good trainer. That's beautiful, isn't it? There we are up there at, at Goshen with Pastor Muriel. See the brothers, you keep seeing them same faces in some of them over and over and over and over systemically. They are instrumental in the ministry. They got their hands in there, ten toes deep. They're always there. I did that. And of the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods, and once I was stoned thrice. I was suffered, I suffered shipwreck. A night and day have I been in the deep, in journeys, offerings, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils by the heathens, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, and, and among false brethren. In weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst and in fasts often, in cold and nakedness, besides those things. <laughs> you mean tell me it ain't more? <laughs> Just say, man, this guy's something else, ain't he? And besides those things that are without, that which come upon me daily, the care of all the assemblies. Out of all that is going through, see, that's what mostly stays on my mind. All the time, the cares of the assemblies. And that's what we have to, all of our minds have got to be about others in Israel. It's got to be about our brothers and our sisters. It's got to be. Who is weak? And I'm not weak. Who is offended? And I'm not, and I burn not. I must need glory. I will glory in the things which concern my infirmities. See, one of the reasons why I'm a doer, I get Physically, I physically get my hands and back into the work is because I know y'all will bless it. It proves to me that y'all are still with me. When you start making them excuses, I don't know how to do that. Y'all ain't with you. Uh oh. 
Many have no idea what they are missing out on in life simply because they want others to do the work for them. And you rob yourself of y'all's true blessings. You've got to learn how to start making declarations and sticking by them. Like I said before, you need to learn how to speak, say, declare, and then believe and don't move off of it. Anything that challenges it, anything that comes against it, you have to push back and speak it and say it and believe it even more so. That's how you bring it to pass. The power of the spoken word. In your patience, you possess, you have control of your soul. Patience is the ability to wait until it manifests. However, while waiting, you never doubt. Soon as doubt comes, replace it with something else. Something that's more is going to gender towards the gold and the outcome you're looking for. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than what? The trial of your faith is much more precious than gold. That perish though it be tried with fire might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Yahshua Mashiach. I did that one all right. I went through that. So, I hope y'all learned something. In other words, now from here, don't want to hear no excuses. See, back then, we had a whole lot of faith and no money. Did y'all hear me? We had a whole lot of faith and no money, and yet we was able to accomplish all of that. The devil tried to trick some of y'all and say, well, we need money to get it done. No, you need faith. You need faith. You need a will, the self-determination, the, the, the drive to do it. And as you start developing that first, then the most I know what you have need of before you even ask. You first have got to meet the principle and the conditions of the commandments of Yah, the kingdom of Yah. Then all these things will be given unto you. So people say, we ain't got no money. You got more money than I had. Y'all hearing that out there on the other side of that camera? Now y'all can see the reason why Pastor Dow can't hear excuses. And we'll leave the old saying of what an excuse is to the mind. Anybody get that? Good. So that's all it is to it, an excuse. An excuse is nothing more than just to keep you from accomplishing the mission and task. That's all it is. Anybody can murmur. Anybody can complain. Anybody can fault find. Anybody can, can, can actually just run away from the labor, run away from the work. But man, it sure does take a true righteous man or woman to stand in there, stand in the gap for their brothers and sisters, and lay it on the line and give it all. Don't worry about it. If you don't receive praise of men, you will get it from Yah. You will receive it of Yah. And that is a fact. Hallelujah. Glory to the King. Hope y'all learned. Did y'all learn anything? Just a little bit of something? I was trying to find them. Pictures of all them fishes too, man. I want to brag on y'all about fishing too. So I could uh, insult these communities and y'all sorry self ain't can't you can't hunt, you can't fish. All them big women y'all got now, they're gonna starve. 
And some of these big brothers y'all got, y'all got some big brothers, man. They're going to starve if you can't go hunting fish. They're going to be sitting there looking at you. And don't worry about it. I ain't just been talking about big sisters just in this ministry. I mean, that was one of my first sermons at the Holiness Church. Boy, you imagine, I, ain't getting, I didn't have an amen corner. I did not have an amen corner. Ooh-wee. They hated me, boy. Ooh, them women hated me, boy. I bet they wanted to sit on me. When I got finished with that one, boy, I mean, it was quiet. Even the preachers didn't even say nothing to me. You know, normally they would say, good word, brother, good word. I'm going to think, where did I lie? And by the way, y'all might as well get, get your minds ready because I'm going to be talking about big women till the day I die. I'm going to be talking about fat brothers till the day I die too. You know why? It's sin. It's sin. There's no subject off limits to me in this world. It's sin. And most of you need to repent and turn from your wicked way. Glory to the king. Hallelujah. I try to make sure we take care of all those excuses here. I'm always upgrading gym equipment, buying equipment, and, and making sure that people are running or doing I can't make them now. Remember, the most high operates on us if you be willing and obedient. He's always looking for a willing mind. I'm not going to force nobody to do nothing. You want me to stop talking about big people? Then stop being big. That's one way you can shut me up. I'll never say another word. Watch this. Y'all be seated for a second. Cornelius, come up here, man. Brother Bud, come on up here for a second. Come up here, Giselle. I'm going to let y'all see how far this goes, all right? Down right there. Now, let me tell all y'all fat-ass people something. You're disgusting as shit. You look like a big-ass walrus. When are you going to do something about losing something and being an example of the most high y'all? You're disgusting, every single one of you. You don't even look like an Israelite. You're like one of them Messianic Jews. They... Only thing they can do is laugh at it. Because does it apply? They probably saying, Pastor, in this moment right now. I mean, do you think they're going to go home? tonight and, and the spirits are going to, you see you heard what he said don't you they probably never even hear it <laughs> or either they make jokes out of it, why? because it doesn't apply you see what I'm saying now, believe me I know it's a such thing as fat skinny people 
Yeah, they can eat more. Man, they eat more than three of us put together. They got that more to that. That thing runs on high end. Now, did that insult you at all? No, sir. It didn't offend you? Hmm? No, sir. Not at all. What about you? Did that insult you? No, sir. <laughs> that surely got you though, right? No, sir. It didn't. No, sir, not it had to get you. Look at that. <laughs> you see what I mean? And you can't hide it. And ain't, and like I said, when I get finished with this sermon stuff, no, I'm not running around every time you look at me or I see you and I'm thinking about you, this big old elephant. No. Mother Carol would tell you when she, at one time when she was, she, man, she was big at one time. I called it big. You follow me? She'll let you know. I'll let her have it. Did I not constantly stay on you? I wouldn't make her feel good for nothing. And boy, as soon as I had rested on my maws a little bit, my buddy started going, she go, look. I look down and go, I go, it is there, isn't it? <laughs> then when I left from I said, she probably been waiting on that. <laughs> Try to get back at me. Is that right, Carol? You don't even know what I'm saying, then. I said, you, I said, after you looked at my stomach, I said, look at this. And I said, she probably been waiting on that just so she can get back at me. So what did I do? I did something about it. I'm glad to see that none of y'all are experiencing trauma from those disparaging comments I just got finished unleashing on y'all. Y'all sure y'all spiritually okay? Y'all not going to go away and experience in the spirit of rejection, are you? Oh, TJ, bring your ass up here. Now, see, he's just a naturally big man. He ain't fat at all. He's just big. That's just a big man. You see what I mean? So you call him big, he can agree with that. You say fat, he be in the same category as they are. Is that making sense? Is that making sense? Now to sit there and say that she is obese, that is funny. And that he's breaking the scale. And he's off the chain. You see what I mean? Now, some of us, we got to work at staying in the place where we're at. Some of us, they probably ain't got to work at all. How much does he eat? How you eat two plates, man? You eat a lot. Mm. 
Do you eat a lot? In small portions? A lot. You like cookies, cakes, and pies and sugars, though, huh? You're not really. Charlos, they throwing you under the bus, man. They say you eat three plates, man. He got a high motor. <laughs> they pointing the finger too, man. Look at Boy, they putting forth the finger, man. <laughs> but for real, Mother Carol see my stomach. Boy, she just, look at you. And I go, oh. <laughs> see, that's another thing about men, though. You talk about us, we be like, <laughs> you're right, though. I need to do something about it. We just don't hold that stuff, man. Women be like, <laughs> you call me fat. Well, you are. Bless y'all. Let us stand, Israel. <laughs> anyway, I hope y'all got something out of this. This message is mainly geared towards the people that are outside the community, home fellowships, people that just purchase land on community stuff, so you're going to see. You need to really, truly, physically see what it's going to take to get there. Because remember, straightway wasn't built in a day. You're looking at stuff that took, I mean, years. And now, because we have this experience and where we're at today, it doesn't have to take all these years. You understand what I mean? We can pass this knowledge around to each other. And then help continue to keep building and keep adding and keep adding and keep adding and keep building and buying more lands, more lands, more lands. Because the whole ideal is, is to continue to keep doing this until, man, we need at least own 10,000 acres to be able to put all the Israelites on it. We need to at least do that. And then all of us um, that are getting, I mean, mother, everybody should be expiring to be like Mother Lillian. Mother Lillian, up every morning, every morning, man. All right, Mother Lillian, you're on the spot here, okay? So, Mother Lillian, how old are you? How old? 88. Talking about 88. 88. Wait a minute. Y'all know Straightway Hill, right? She's out there at least five, six days, at least five or six days a week. Straightway Hill, every morning, on average, I usually see her at 5.45 a.m. And look, look, look at my lady. Keeps moving. She had a nice occupation out in the world. She was a head nurse. A head nurse. That's a nice occupation out in the world. Are you following me? A head nurse, and, and now she here, she doesn't murmur, complain, she washes dishes every day. And most of you are trying to run from what you call menial task. You're trying to run from it, and a great contributor in the ministry too. Great contributor. So I don't want to hear no excuses. Hallelujah. Lord, and if I pissed you off, I hope I did. Deal with it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to the King. Let the words of my mouth 
meditates my heart, be acceptable in our sight. Oh, Yah, my strength and my redeemer. Dismiss in the beautiful name of Yahshua. See y'all dinner at 3 o'clock, all right? King coming.